Yo, what's up? Another episode of CDK and Horatio Podcast. We popping, we moving, we shaking, man. Yes, what's sir. going on with you this week, man? What, what, what we getting to as far as life? What you, what you have going on in your head? <laughs> hey, man. Um, bro, I'm moving. I know we started off the first episode saying I'm moving, but I really am moving like in yeah. like the next couple of weeks. Okay. So I'm getting that shit together, bro. Um, but yeah, nigga, I mean, you're on tour with Soulja Boy, bro. How, how are you? I'm man. doing. You know, I'm doing my regular shit. Life is cool. Like life is great as far as me being on uh, on tour with a legacy artist, as I like to say, uh, somebody that I grew up listening to. Um, even though at the time he was what, sixteen, making his music, and I was Yo, like, "How was his fan base? Like, what was what age? What's it has the to demo? be." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's younger white folks, right? But it's older black people. Like when I say older, I mean like twenty five to thirty yeah. five, mm-hmm. forty. Not not a forty. I'm, I'm stretching with that shit. Twenty five mm-hmm. to thirty five black people. Um and younger white folks, so that's that's kind of like what his demo is. Um, mm-hmm. and he sells our shows. Like this is the thing too. Oh, yeah. And, and and what's crazy is artists today. We we can jump right into it. Off this is a whole other thing. Artists mm-hmm. today can stream right because I know he had an album that came out transparently, got like a hundred streams on YouTube or five hundred streams, whatever. Right, but selling mm-hmm. out shows. You have artists that can have millions of streams and can't do their on tour even right. in smaller venues he's selling out two three thousand people a night mm. as like but that's what we call hit, real hits and timeless music you know what i'm saying so right. that goes back to the whole notary of like being a performer being uh even in the media he's st- anything he says he stays relevant bro and it is right. the thing with the whole trolling thing remember when he had a whole beef with young boy and and and, and little dirk about the whole mm-hmm. album we tells right then he went back and said yo why aren't Dirk and Youngboy getting nominated for these VMAs. He was talking about the VMAs about how Youngboy has literally zero awards but has a hundred gold and platinum plaques. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the music yeah. industry is in a weird space right now. And yeah, bro, big ups to Soldier Boy for yeah. when he uh 07, that's what, how many games in a year? At least 15, 16 games in uh, right. years in the game. And he, yeah. you know, still doing what he do. So, I mean, yeah, the tour been amazing. When he brought out Bow Wow, I didn't even know that was going to happen. Um, and I'm on the show. So, I right. mean, I seen Jock backstage, but I didn't, I didn't know about that. Or them franchise mm-hmm. boys. So, I mean, them they kept franchise boys. Yeah. Yo, came out them franchise boys was my first concert. My first concert ever was... Uh, what? Chris, well, hold on. was Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, but, okay. But them franchise boys was on that, was on that show. And eight. Eight down. Shout out to shout out to uh, shout out to them franchise boys, yo. Yo, but, um, eight down. Yeah, bro. Soulja Boy being a, a a legacy artist, you know, like obviously, like you say, to be older people, older black, older black people, because like his music is gonna bring back those memories. Even though it was at the time, it was considered it was like the new age, like kind of corny type of thing. Mm-hmm. But how it stuck and with the years going by and how he's like rebranded himself over and over again, it's just shout out to Soulja Boy, man. Shout out to them for putting you on the tour, bro. Yeah, shout out to him, bro. First rapper to ever put me on tour. Yeah, first, let, let's first jump ever into tour, it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Soulja Boy. All right, let's move on, man. Um, and that's why we couldn't, you know, you know, we'd be having, you know, scheduling, but we, we we're making sure we're doing the pod every week. Um, bro, biggest story in the in the world right now, yo. Yep. Dion fucking Sanders. Now this is now look. Obviously, we went to HBCUs. Everybody was talking about him leaving Jackson State. But yo, it's working, bro. It's working, yo. Like, and obviously Deion Sanders is a winner, but I didn't think it was gonna translate like this much, like bro, this big. The Rock you know? 
like, yo, like, okay, so, okay, I saw a tweet on Twitter, though, that I have to address, it just pissed me off, they was like, y'all want Sean Olay this for Jackson State, yeah, they were, they were. yeah, they were, they were, yeah, they sure were, yeah, like, these people yeah. were in the locker rooms, now, ESPN pulling up with Shannon Sharp and and uh and Stephen A. Smith on a weekly. Well, it's been like what two weeks I think back to back. Weekly. And the the oh yeah, it's been weekly. The Rock mm-hmm. popping up, but a lot of this is because the writer strike is going on too. So like a lot right. of these bigger actors and that are also in the football and stuff like that. Like these folks are also being they don't have work right now. So Pat yeah. Fee is like you know what I'm saying. Like these are all folks that are kind of coming back because even with the WWE thing like Rock and stuff like that, he was in Denver yeah. already. So. That and then Lil Wayne performing. Yo, imagine you walk in the T and you at the tailgate and it's damn J. Cole on stage performing before the game. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. that's crazy, bro. The difference, the difference now, I mean, it's, it's all been the same shit. The difference now is just, honestly, it's just on a bigger stage and the school can really facilitate it with the money and, the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with the space, like a, a space like Boulder, Colorado versus Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It's completely different, and just like we know what HBCUs are, and in you know, like in you know, in the city and stuff like that. So just this is just a, a a bigger stage for where it was. But he's been doing this show, and like Deion Sanders been doing this since the nineties. If you watch, um, mm-hmm. if you watch back to his you know times when he was at Atlanta Falcons, the people was mad that he was having like people like MC Hammer and a lot of like rock artists on the side, which was like different at that time for a foot for a football game. So he's just basically doing it now. So, I mean, yeah, bro, it's, it's big. But what I was thinking, and this is the only thing that makes me, like, worried about this, is that he has to keep winning. If this nigga loses, it's like the story kind of falls flat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It because it's a different conference. They sucked last year. Even though, I mean, he's already proved himself in this, you know, like the, the school's not going to get rid of him. The, the, the city's making hella money, you know. So that won't be the problem. I, it's just the football part of it. But – he seems to be able to have a good balance on the football side and the like the celebrity side too, because that's what people are gonna say. And these these old white guys at these colleges, they want him to fail in a sense just because it's never been done like that. And you can't go back and look at something from the past to compare it to. So it's like it gets people nervous, like, okay, well what are we gonna do? Da, da, da. But I'm excited to see it work out. I just don't want them to lose. Um, obviously, these coming up weeks, they got Oregon. They got USC. These are big-ass fucking big-ass teams, big-ass, you know what I'm saying, historical, mm-hmm. um, you know, value in the, in, in their program. So, of course, I want them to win. I believe, like you say. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you think about primetime in, uh, in Boulder. I mean, yeah, so this is the thing. Just because us as HBCU folks – well, said that he left Jackson State, which which he still did was fucked up, regardless of how you cut his slice. We're not getting past that. We do still support. I think it was time, though, man. I think it was time. Look, look at what's happening. I was about the whole the whole the whole contract thing, like breaking the okay, contract, yeah. all of that. Yeah, like so we still support him as Deion Sanders being another successful black man in a white dominated industry. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as far as head coaching, but right. you know what I'm saying? Like so, it's not a situation where we trying to jump and ship on that aspect of things you know what i'm saying so but what i will say is i saw the numbers i think it was 18 million dollars that he brought in for the city not for the school for the city and the lowest ticket to the their football game is actually a higher price than the lowest ticket to a Chiefs football game Mm. with patrick mahomes that just tells you right there what Mm -hmm. what they on they on that they on that like it's it's, it's Mm -hmm. crazy so um and then also this kind of like leads into the next segment um so Deion uh, Sanders was talking about 
the reason why he still is him is because your your aunts, your fathers, mothers, even grandparents, they know prime. He mm. said, I still gotta give them Deion Sanders. I gotta give them prime time because that's what they know. So I can't come mm. in there with the hey, how you doing? Because you know what I'm saying? Like they was talking about, right. well, Nick Saban doesn't wear a gold, um, a gold whistle and this, this, that, and the third. Yeah. Well, he says, Well, your grandparents, your parents, your mamas, and the aunties are looking for prime. So that's what I'm gonna still give them is prime. And that's why it's entertaining and much watch TV while these celebrities is popping out. Because I didn't I'm not a football head. I didn't even know like much about Deion Sanders. I know who he was, but I mean I didn't know much about him. But mm. now I see why like his influence is crazy. It's like he was essentially low key like the AI of like football. But right. maybe as far as like influence and impact, not like player wise. Mm. But that's how I kind of look at him. So I respect him in the sense of that. But that also goes into this next segment of perception is everything because at the same time, um, Deion Sanders is 110% himself, but he gets whatever he wants on the business aspect. So $1.2 million in sunglasses with the sunglasses that he has off the strength of that one day alone. Right. He never had to change his image. I ain't going to say never, but for the most part, hasn't had to change his image be on a business level. People have came to him with these deals. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, there was a video on social media of a man that was talking about um, a guy's hair. And you know, I have hair. I've always had hair. Um, mm-hmm. And he was talking about, <laughs> hey, bro, to be successful, make money you need to make, you need to cut your hair. And at first the dude was like, nah, bro, I'm not going to cut my hair. People going to like me as I am. That's just what it's going to be. Then it got to a, a point in the video where he just, I guess it was another day or whatever. He came back. He actually did cut his hair. And you, and he said, oh, you, you know what I'm saying? You like the next millionaire. Da, 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 da. How do you feel about that? I'm going to get my opinions on that later just because we might have different uh, ways we view that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I like how you did that, too, because it shows, like, Deion Sanders kind of, he's, he's himself. Um but he's also leaning towards the 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 um the you know what I'm saying the 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 you know the establishment if you will mm-hmm. of, of of what is this he doesn't curse he doesn't do anything right so basically the video showing that this guy had like locks or like wicks or whatever and um I think that it, it depends I think it depends on like your mindset. Um, I, I don't think it necessarily is about like. Uh, of course, we we love ourselves and we, you know we we value our, our hair, but I, I think it's about the mindset. Like, if you're not willing to to make a change in 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 you know how, how you think that you you see yourself, people aren't, aren't going to receive that well. So I think that that sometimes is connected to their hair. People, a lot of people have trauma with their hair. Like you know when people people cut their hair, they be like, I'm starting over. It's like a new thing because a lot of the the energy that was in their hair is like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's past, it's, it's it's from past trauma, past you know things that happened in their life. So I think that, that of course it's possible that you can be successful and have hair down to your fucking waist or whatever. Like it, it doesn't matter. Of course that's some white shit that we've been programmed to to believe that that's like criminal or ugly or you know what I'm saying dreadful. You know, so uh, of course, but it does go with a mindset too because there are people that hold like bad experiences. Um, bad perceptions of their self in their hair, and with that, with a with a certain look that doesn't benefit them going forward. And of course, in that clip, which we're gonna play the clip, we're gonna have a clip in the um, insert in it. But it's it, it is some like you know, um, you, in order to fit in, you gotta have this in order to do that. Because especially, you know, he was a good um, conversation about this Cam Newton. 
Cam Newton was always like clean cut, but now he has a lot of hair. He talks about this on his podcast, where like that was something that he heard a lot. You know, you gotta, you gotta from the owners of the NFL. You know, you gotta clean cut. You gotta make sure you know, give him that million dollar smile or whatever, based on you like having like a low season or fade or waves or something like that. So yeah, I do believe that, but I also do believe on the flip side, like it does mean like a revival. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a new beginning sometimes for people. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say that too because that's the reason why I actually like ended up getting locks because before I had locks, I had free form, which looked like what he had. And for a long time, my mom, my, the other people around me were like, bro, what are you going to do with your hair? And I actually do agree with him on the sense of cleaning it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know me, my hair is always done. Like, done right. or and or styled something. Um, Yeah, so I do believe in that. So if you're going to do whatever you have to do with your hair, just keep it clean and 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 sometimes somewhat of style. I do believe in mm-hmm. that. So in the aspect of that, you, like you said, it's a it's a uh, mindset thing. And I mean, honestly, truly, depending on what field you're going in, you know, tattoos are acceptable. Like it's not even just that piercings, tattoos, all these mm-hmm. other things are acceptable depending on what field you're going in. They might not be the best image and or look and. But that's kind of changing though, don't you think? Like yeah. the whole like, remember like when you had like full people, like people having full arms to sleeve with tattoos, like it wasn't yeah. professional. You don't think they have a job, but people people do that now. Like yeah, nobody cares. I'm sure like yeah, like the gauges and stuff. I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen people in business settings with that. I'm sure like that's pushing the line nowadays. But man, that shit's gonna change, yo. All, all that shit's gonna change just because it's. When you keep putting restrictions on things, like, it, the, the way things move now, like, people want it less and less, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, why would you tell me this is okay? So it's, it, you're oppressing me in some way. Like, people are going to find a way to, like, get their shit off. And it's good in some ways, and it's, and it's like, corny in some other ways. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of stuff that we're just moving on and just, you know, new. Um, this Week in AI, which is my favorite segment on the pod. So I sent you this, <laughs> uh, Christian. So at the L.A. Rams game... Mm-hmm. They place because it's a new movie coming out mm-hmm. um, about robots. Um, I forgot what it's called, but they placed a uh, maybe like a bunch of like AI robots around the stadium. Yeah, the creator. And, yeah, that's what it's called. The creator. Yes. Yeah. And bro, I mean, bro, these shits look crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to get your opinion on like, what do you think? Uh, you know, like seeing these things, a person like I, it was hard for me to tell whether they were human. Or, like, I, I don't know if it was cosplay. I had no idea. But if this is the way we're going, bro, this is this is pretty sad. If they would have put a hat on, it would have been over. Like, if they would have put a hat on, I would have been I would have been talking to bro, looking beside me, like, yo, what the? Yo. Yeah, like, tripping. Like, and the way they were moving was just, like, it was it was tweaking. Like, it was different. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like it too much. Um, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of that. Like, using AI and technology for, like, business and, like, even when I was talking to uh, Ben Rock about Naughty by Nature, right, who was talking about, like, AI music and things like that, he was like, you, he has the same mindset you have. If you don't lean into it, you will get left behind. Right. I'm with it in the aspect of using it to enhance how we do life, like, even with computers and stuff like that, how we enhance mm-hmm. life and things like that. Now, on this aspect of just having people do, like, I don't really think that's necessary. But here's the thing, but you can't control it, though. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's moving. It's moving faster than we can like perceive. Like we can say, well, we want to put it in this little box for us, but it's gonna move past that. You know what I'm saying? So like again, you know what's the problem? I, I don't know. It's like if if we're using these things to help us, what is this helping us to do? Yeah, I don't exactly. know what it's helping us to do. Like, like so, at some point, it becomes like we're just playing with these things. We're just trying mm-hmm. to like 
we're just trying to. I'm not saying scare people, but it's like it doesn't really help us in a way. Like when you go to certain things, and you, I was thinking about this today. Like we and we've always utilized these things in our like life, but we haven't known like cruise control. Like cruise control has, on cars has been a thing since the '90s. But, you know, that's AI driving your car. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like we want to be able to control it in a certain way. So, of course, as the years go by, it's going to be just more of us. I think human beings just letting go and, like, kind of seeing, like, what we can take with these mm-hmm. things. Like, what is, like, if they're already at a game and we got to look at them, it's like, oh, well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to see yeah, what, right. like, what we can accept. But, all right. Uh, what you got, man? What you got, Dr. Um. Money is no longer the root of evil. Attention mm-hmm. is. Now, honestly, truly, okay, now we know money is, is the root of all evil. Like, that's going to always be a thing. But attention is a damn sure close second at this point. Like, people do things for views, putting their life in danger. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just like their their perception of life changes mm-hmm. just based off social media. Um, I, I think somebody was telling me a story. I cannot remember who it was. But they were talking about how this girl loved these pair of shoes. She wore the pair of shoes to school, and she went home. She took a picture, put them on Instagram, and it didn't get any likes. She came back the next day and talked about how much she hated the shoes just because nobody else liked it. So her right. whole perception of what she thought about the shoes changed strictly mm. on social media. Okay. All right, my fault. Okay. But, yeah, I know you see it in... I know you see a lot of that too, bro. Just like just in that you're around yeah. a lot of like people. When we was at that, um, when we was at that uh, that uh, um, late night music fest, I saw I, like you see a yeah. lot of that. You see a lot of people like turn it on and turn it off, like with the with the phone and stuff like that. So like, yeah, man, and it's getting more dangerous. But I think as time goes on, people are so in their own like pockets of social media, like their own thing. I think that it just we're all gonna be. It's, it's, it has to go so far down that we like go the other way, where mm-hmm. it's like too much attention is like it's like we're just full of it, like we're in our own like bubble, if you will. So it's like we're we're constantly getting, and that's the the good thing and the bad thing of it. Like it can be good, it can be bad because we're both like, you know, what I'm saying like we have our like we like us, we have our own audience, right? This this wouldn't be possible forty years from now, forty years ago. We have our right. own audience of people like giving us our own thing, so. And you can find that with with anything. So it's a good thing because you can find your own audience. Like you can find people that who are like minded, but it's also bad because you can just stay in that like echo chamber of like mm-hmm. getting that validation over and over again. It's really, it's really. I compare it to like junk food. Okay, <laughs> you Why? know what I'm saying? Like just because like you can you can live you can live eating it, but it's not going to like sustain you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um. I guess I guess we can I guess I can close on this. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay. You know how people love nowadays again with social media we talk about attention. We talk about we love taking trips, right? People like okay. of course you travel all the time. I travel all the time. We love to take trips, right? Go out of the country domestically. Great. But I don't like the notion that taking trips like fixes your problems or like nope. solves things because now of course we know being exposed to different things helps us just get a better um you know like view of the world a better view of our own situation a better view of ourselves but if you have your own problems i always see like women doing this talking about like 
booking a trip is like a it's like a self care kind of thing as far as like a mental thing, and it's great for you. But I just don't. I I just I just feel like we had to say that. Like it doesn't. If if you have internal problems, you have to travel with yourself everywhere you go. <laughs> so even if you go somewhere else, you could probably still have those things. Just just because the environment is different doesn't mean like those things go away. So of course you know we always try to for you know have you try to go within and, and, and think about some stuff. So I think that's just an example of like especially especially with now with content creator culture it's so easy to kind of fall into that um i see that being the thing so what you think i will say this though uh change of environment can change your perspective on things and and give you a reset that you need um sometimes things that you have back home may be um built off trauma sometimes you might oh, yeah. you might not be in the best situation um where you are so to get away to think um even though you have to go back to these problems it may give you a more clear um vision on what you need to be doing in order to fix said problem so i don't think oh, yeah. it takes it away i think it does enhance the situation um or and can fix it depending on what you're doing on that trip you know what i'm saying yeah. so if you're running away from your problems you just continue and you just prolonging handling the situation then that's when i think i agree with you on that it's, yeah. it's a bad situation however on the other side of that if you're going to just debrief then yeah i, I can see it, it being a better situation for you if you get a chance to just get away yeah, I definitely want to add that too because I wanted to talk about that earlier with me moving because I definitely agree with that. Like, if you got to change, like I'm changing my environment, which is like a whole different, you know, landscape. It's not as many, uh, it's not the, you know, demographic I'm used to. It's not a lot of black people where, you know, I went to HBCU um, and Austin's different. So like, I definitely agree with that. Like, changing your landscape is, is going to change, you know, drastically. But the the idea of like let me like get away from everything to do this mm-hmm. and like it's like you still have problems you still have things um within yourself and domestically <laughs> that you can like you know address but yeah most definitely um we can get the better days to come what you got what you got uh better days to come embrace change oh there we go embrace change be open to new experiences and challenges they can lead you to personal development and self discovery we just talked about that like mm-hmm. that was just putting that in a nutshell, that's just a quote for you to kind of um, wrap all of what I just said up as far as yeah. self, yeah, self-discovery. So, perfect. For me, all right. Hell yeah. For me, it's all risky. It's all fucking risky. Like I, I told you, I'm moving. Everything's risky. I don't know what the hell's going on. You out there on tour with Soldier Boy, that's risky as hell. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> it's all risky, but we out here, you know what I'm saying, trying to do it. And lead with intent. I've been trying to like do that too, just just in general, like just have a better intent with things, like um, because I feel like if if you leave with a better intent, you know, and can't shit have really bad happen, which if if your if your intentions are good, so hell yeah, my brother. Um, that'll wrap up the episode. We appreciate you guys for listening. Again, we'll be back next week. You follow the pod at CDK and Horatio. Follow me at Horatio Radio on everything CDK. At CDK on the mic, man, you never know who I'll be on tour with or whose concert I'm going to be popping up with next. Yes, sir. Just let me know something, man. Appreciate you for listening to the pod. We out this thing. Yes, sir.